Welcome to the Calvary Assembly podcast with weekly messages from Calvary Assembly of God Church in Lexington, Nebraska. You can find out more online at lexag.org and on Facebook at Calvary Assembly Lex. Thanks for listening. Well, how many of you have ever had a problem communicating? Ever been there? (laughs) Have you ever had a problem communicating with yourself? Maybe over-communicating? All right, we'll watch this video real quick. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächters. Das Gerät und das Gerät. Überlebensradar. Hello? This is the German Coast Guard. We are sinking, we're sinking. What are you thinking about? That's the question we're going to ask today. What are you thinking about? All right. My best German accent. So last week we started a series called The Battle for Our Minds, and and we read from Ephesians where Paul says the battle we fight isn't a physical battle, but it's a what? A spiritual battle. And where is that spiritual battle often fought? Right here, right between our ears, right? And Paul said we have have divine power to demolish strongholds, and we said strongholds are lies that we believe, and we have the power to break those through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Right? So he said that we can break those lies because Paul says we take down all these persuasive arguments that set themselves up against the knowledge of truth, right? Against the knowledge of God. So we talked last week, and if you missed it, you can watch it on our website or on our YouTube or any of those things. You can listen to it. And so today we're going to talk about how to change our thinking because we said we identified lies that we believe. Some of us believe that no one will ever love us. Some of us believe that we can never accomplish what God has put us in us to accomplish because we're not good enough. Some of us have believed that, that we're never going to be forgiven for things we've done in the past. And we identified those lies. And so today we're going to talk about how to change that. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Philippians chapter 4. If you have the Version Bible out, if you hit the events tab, uh, the notes are in there as well. But Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians 4, 8, it says this, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And what does it say? Think about these things. Think about these things. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In other words, you're supposed to think about what? Good things. Things that are going to build you up, not stuff that's going to tear you down. Don't think about the lies that you believe. Think about the good things that are out there that God is doing. So we pray this morning you would help us as we look at your word to find the the false thoughts that are running through our head and to learn how to change that. So we can think about right things and true things and things like your word tells us and not things that the world tells us. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you ever wired anything up wrong? You ever done that? I remember one time I hooked a battery up backwards in a car. It wasn't good. I had a fire to put out. 
My sister one time, she would, when she first learned to drive, she honked her horn all the time, like all the time, because she knew like everybody, so she would honk. Well, her horn wires got messed up and they kind of got crossed. So randomly in the middle of the night, her car would just start honking the horn. And we could never figure out, so my, finally my stepdad just ripped the horn out and uh, fixed the problem. So sometimes things get wired wrong in our brains. Our thoughts, we think so long about things that aren't true or things that aren't right that our brain just kind of defaults to that thinking. You ever been there? We, we doubt or we think things that aren't true or we believe things that aren't true. And eventually our brains just kind of wire themselves into that pattern. We'll think I'll never make it. Uh, sometimes we think, well, I'll, I'm never going to have a good relationship, so I should just settle for someone that doesn't treat me right. Or we think, I'm never going to get out of debt, so I may as well just keep piling the debt on. Or I'm never going to be able to do what God's called me to do, so I may as well just settle. And we start thinking these things, and our brains start going that way. Joyce Meyer, we said last week in her book, uh, The Battlefield of Mind, said a negative mind produces a negative life, but a positive mind produces a positive life. So we want to start thinking about, what are you thinking about? We want to think about things that are what? True and right, just like Paul says here, and lovely and admirable. So we need to think about what we're thinking about. Thinking about what we're thinking about. So there's this principle that your parents have probably taught you since you were little. It's called trash in, trash out, right? And this old principle, trash in, trash out principle, works in all different parts of life, right? It works physically, if I eat junk food and then I go to the gym and I exercise, what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm not going to feel very good, am I? We had, uh, I helped coach seventh grade basketball, and we always do a conditioning week at the beginning. And it's always like one of my favorites because, you know, kids are like talking trash, and then I outrun them. And, and we always run until one kid pukes. That's just kind of the deal. You know, you just keep going. And so they leave junk food in the trash cans in the gym. And the Y loves it when we do that. Um, but th- because they've been putting trash in their bodies, they have to get the trash out of their bodies, right? This works spiritually. If I don't talk to the Lord, except maybe before I eat school food, that doesn't do very good for my spiritual life, does it? If I don't talk to him, if I don't ingest spiritual things, spiritual food, if I don't read the word, if I don't spend time with him, I'm not going to get that out when it's time, right? But relationally, if we're constantly belittling our spouse, is that relationship going to be very healthy? No. If I'm constantly... Being jealous, is that going to be healthy? No. So good things in our relationships mentally. Now think about this, guys. If I'm constantly putting negative things in my brain, what's going to come out? Negative things, right? You can't put negative in and get positive out. That just doesn't work. If I'm constantly reading things that aren't building me up or listening to things that aren't building me up or watching things that aren't building me up, and then I try to to bring good out of that, it just doesn't now, I'm not saying every song you, have, you listen to has to be a worship song. I'm not saying every movie you watch has to have Kirk Cameron in it or any of those. I'm not saying that has to be, you know, everything is a Christian movie or Hallmark. I'm not saying that. I won't say that. I will not. <laughs> but we do need to think about what? What we're putting into our hearts, what we're putting into our minds. And guys, I've talked to people. This tell you this very thing, and you think I'm just being a pastor, but no, I really do. I talk to people. And I say, Pastor, I just, I'm always thinking negative thoughts. So you guys say, Well, what are you listening to? Well, what does that matter? Well, let's, let's just walk through. What are you listening to? Well, this and this and this. Is that positive or negative? Well, mostly negative. Okay. What are you watching? Well, okay. <laughs> mostly negative. So why do you think? And then they'll change that. And guess what happens? 
And see, wow, those negative thoughts aren't there as much anymore, right? Because I'm putting positive in. So if we fill our hearts and our minds with truth, we're going to get truth out. But if we're putting constant bad stuff in, we're going to get bad stuff out. And if you want to find out what's in your heart, go hit yourself with a hammer or have a wrench slip, right? Or work on a computer. We came in this morning, our computers didn't want to work, our internet went down, our furnaces didn't want to work. It was frustrating. I found out what was in my heart. I was pleasantly surprised, so that's good. (laughs) So we need to practice the truth in, truth out, trash in, trash out principle, right? And we also need to practice breaking our old thinking habits. Practice breaking old thinking habits. Because, guys, we, we are creatures of what? Habit. We're creatures of habit. We get up at the same time. We go to bed at the same time. Some of us go to bed at the same time. We eat the same. You know, we just have things we like, right? Our brains are the same way. Our brains get habits built into them. And the way that we think is one of those habits. If I'm constantly thinking negative, guess what my brain defaults to? Negative. If I'm thinking positive, my brain will default to positive. If I listen to lies all day, guess what my brain is going to think? Going to come up with lies, right? Now, please understand, Satan cannot get into your brain. Satan, we see nowhere in Scripture where Satan is omnipotent or omniscient like God is, all-powerful, all-knowing. Satan cannot crawl into your ear hole and live inside your brain. It doesn't work that way. But he can surround you with people who will tell you things you don't need to hear. He sees, he's got demons, he does see what you do or what you listen to. He can do that, but he cannot get inside your brain. So don't say, well, Satan put this thought on my head. No, you put that thought in your head. Satan just allowed you to think that way. He allowed it. He used it. So the battle is won or lost in our brain, so we need to start breaking those old habits of thinking. You can actually change that. And John Acuff, I mentioned it last weekend, there's a great book he just wrote called Soundtracks. And this isn't original to him, but he just kind of expounded a little bit. But he said, if you have this thought and you want to know if it's good, ask three questions. And I put it in your notes there. Is it true? Is it true? Is this thought true? Well, I had this thought, nobody at this church likes me. Nobody at work likes me. Nobody at school likes me. Well, is it true? Can I find one person that does like me? Okay, then that's not true. Okay? It's amazing how, much, how many of us believe things that are simply not true. We believe things that aren't true. Is it helpful? Does this thought help me? Is this going to be helpful? Or is it just putting me down? And this is one I struggle with because I get a lot of these thoughts like, oh, you're going to mess that up, right? You ever have those thoughts? You're never going to be able to fix this thing. Never going to be able to whatever. Is that helpful? Well, no, not really. Well, I'm going to kick it out of my head then because it's not helpful. And is it kind? Is it kind? I'm going to share something with you that really hit me because as I've shared, this is an area I struggle with is my thinking. I don't think necessarily bad thoughts. I just don't think very good thoughts about myself. And in this book, this guy said, now, would you want to treat other people the way you treat yourself? Would God want you to say things about other people that you say about yourself? And I got hammered on that. You never, does God ever smack you? Like, he kind of smacked me over the head with that one. Because I think, you know, I'll say things about myself to myself. Well, that was stupid. Why do you do that? Well, that was, you know. But I would never say that to another person, especially not someone that I cared about, but I say it to myself. And he said, would God want you saying that about his child? I was like, well, no. Well, you're his child. So why would you say it about yourself? So these things are, are kind of a, 
a checklist. Well, is that thought true? Well, no, I'm going to kick it out. Is that thought helpful? No, it's just condemning. Well, I'm going to kick it out. Is that thought kind? No, I'm going to kick it out. And we replace these things with things that are true, helpful, and kind. And I'm not saying you need to sit in front of a mirror and say, you know, I'm, I'm wonderful. Everybody loves me. That's not helpful. But we do need to think things that are true. And we need to have, the Bible says we need to have an accurate view of ourselves, right? Paul said, look at yourself, the reality. So if you ever watch the movie Fireproof, it does have Kirk Cameron in it. Um, there's a, a method in this movie where a guy was working on his marriage. And so he said, every day I'm not going to say something negative to my spouse. And the second day I'm not going to say anything too negative to my spouse, but then I'm also going to say something positive to my spouse. And then you build on it. And what was he doing? He was changing habits. And we can do the same with our thinking. I can change habits in my thought life. And I've been working on this on my own. When these thoughts come out, I say, you know what? No, that's not true. I'm not going to think that. And you'll hear me talking to myself sometimes. I, I try not to do it in public. But in private, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to my. No, that's not true. I'm not going to do that. So we need to think about changing those thoughts and replacing those thoughts with something from God's word. So make it a goal tomorrow. If one of those thoughts comes in your head, kick it out and replace it with something from God's word. Last week, we gave you a huge sheet with all these verses on it that say truths about God's word about you. If you didn't get one, I can, if you catch me, I can print you one. Um, but we want to make sure we have those things, those truths. And so when that negative thought comes in, kick it out, replace it with something from God's word that's true. Dr. Karen Leaf wrote a book called Switch on Your Brain. And she says this, as we think, we change the physical nature of our brain. As we consciously direct our thinking, we can wire out toxic patterns of thinking and replace them with healthy thoughts. She's saying you can actually change your brain by changing the way that you think. You change those pathways. And so, guys, when we're constantly thinking negative thoughts, what does our brain do? It wires itself to do that. But if I'm constantly thinking positive thoughts or true thoughts, I can change my wiring in my brain to start thinking true thoughts. What a concept, right? That's a good thing. Now, I've always been amazed I love football. I've always been amazed by quarterbacks because they can go out and they can throw an interception and then walk back on the field the next time. You know what they do? They forget about it. Like, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about the next play. And they can just go back out and play like nothing happened. I was an outfielder. If I dropped a fly ball, you know what I would do? Oh. And then another fly ball comes and what happens? I completely freak out. Oh, I'm going to drop this one. I'm going to drop this one. And they, the softball players pick up on that. They, they can be mean like that sometimes. So then they'll keep hitting right at you, right? So what do you have to do? You have to forget about it and do the next play, right? It's the same in our lives, guys. Some of us have messed up in the past. Maybe we've messed up in relationships, or we've messed up in our relationship with God, or we've messed up at work. And then what happens? We start constantly thinking those negative thoughts. Well, I'm never going to do that again. I'm never going to be in a good relationship. I'm never going to be able to do this at work again. I'm never going to. Is that true? No. Is it helpful? No. Is it kind? No. So replace it with something else. Well, God said he's going to be with me no matter what. The Bible says that I'm loved no matter what. So start replacing those thoughts with those true thoughts, and you can actually rewire the way that your brain works. So we need to realize the blessing of a mind that's centered on Christ. Listen to what Psalm 1-2 says. David says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, doing what? 
meditating on it day and night. In other words, he said, it's a good thing. Life is going to go well for you if you think about God's word and not about all the junk. That word blessed, that means happy or fortunate or prosperous or in an enviable position. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law and always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. So there's a lot of blessings that come when we think about God's word and not about all the negative junk that's out there. Now, when I'm thinking about God's word, does that mean there's not going to be negative junk around me? No, because we still live in the world, but it means I don't have to think about it all the time. I don't have to ponder on those things. I can ponder on God's word. I'll be honest, I've had to limit my news intake a little bit because I ponder all that stuff. And then what happens? I just get mad and I get frustrated and then nobody wants to be around me. So I have to change that and start thinking more about God's word or good positive things that help, right? So we can change those default modes. So we need to remap our minds. Remap our minds. We can actually train our minds like we can train our bodies. So I had one of the trainers at the Y write a workout for me. I said, I want to have this functional workout, you know, because I, I, I do firefighting, so I want to be able to do movements and things. And so she wrote this for me. And then I kind of whined a little bit after I did. I was like, man, this is really hard. <laughs> She's like, well, yeah, you want it to be. Well, then she said, you know, you can't out-exercise a bad diet. And that has stuck with me forever. She's like, you got to change the way that you eat if you want to change the way your body moves. You can't out-exercise a bad diet. You can't eat Twinkies all day and think you're going to be able to run a 5K. It just doesn't work that way. It's the same way spiritually. It's the same way mentally. I can't put junk in my brain and expect my brain to perform the way I want it to. I have to put good thoughts in. And so we can train our minds to think about God's thoughts. That's why Paul says, think about what is good and admirable and lovely and praiseworthy. He says, think about these things. Because when we do that, we can remap our brains. We can rewire our brains. So we need to, if we want to be healthy, we need to think about those things. And we can grow our healthy minds by meditating on Scripture. And I know that word meditate has a negative connotation in our culture today. But you know what meditating really means? Thinking about. It just means thinking about. Think about Scripture. Think about God's Word. Psalm 119.15 says, I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. Psalm 143.5 says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and I consider what your hands have done. It means to ponder or to think about or to let it sink into our minds. And guys, some of us, we get in this habit of, well, I've got to do my, my reading plan for today. And so we kind of just run through it so we can get on with other things. But meditate means we need to think about. Well, how do I do that? Well, think about it. You can write it. You can hang it places. You can put little sticky notes in your car or on the refrigerator or on your bathroom mirror or in your locker. You can think about it. If you don't use a locker, you can put them in your backpack. You can put them on your phone to pop up. You can use your background, your wallpaper on your phone to have a verse on it. So, you know, every time you open your phone, you're looking at that. You can listen to it. You can listen to it in the car. You can listen to it when you exercise or when you walk or when you clean the house. You can listen to God's word through those apps that are out there. So we can read, we can think, we can walk, all these things and listen to God's word. And you're going you're gonna to be tired of this verse by the time this series is over. But Romans 12, chapter 2, Paul says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? 
changing the way that you think. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And he says, then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You wouldn't believe how many times people say, well, I don't know what God's will for me is. How do I find God's will for my life? Well, it's right here. But we have to meditate on it. We have to think about it. And we have to let God change the way that we, what? Think. And we can harness the power of filling our minds with truth. As we fill our brains with truth, it's going to come out in our lives. The NIV Study Bible had this note. This is what a person allows to occupy their mind will sooner or later determine their speech and their action. What we allow to occupy our minds will eventually come out in our speech and our actions. Our brain is powerful. It's amazing. Have you ever been doing something and your brain says you can't keep doing that? And you don't listen to your brain? And guess what happens? You can keep doing that. If you're riding a bike or you're running or you're walking, I read this article about running one time, and it says 90% of our ability to run is actually up here. Because you're running, and your brain says, you just can't go anymore. So what does your body do? I can't go anymore. <laughs> you can say, brain, stop talking, and you can keep going. It's amazing when you push through, and they said athletes, they, they call it like a second win. When you push through that, you can actually go forever. I know one time I was listening, I was jogging at the track. I hate running on the track at the Y because it's so boring. It's just around and around and around and around and around. Like, I feel like I'm in a NASCAR. Right turn, right turn. But I had an app that had, I think Curtis used it in the Ukraine. It's got this story, and you listen to the story. You tell how long you want to run, and you listen to the story, and you go. And I got engaged in the story, and then I stopped running. I'd gone five miles. I never run five miles. I really don't like to run at all, but I know I need to do it. But I, I wasn't listening to my brain. I was listening to the story, and I just kept going. And by the time I was done, I was like, well, that's cool. And then my body went, oh, you, know, you ran too far. You can't do that. But it's what is in our brains. What we think about comes out in our lives. And guys, this is, I know this isn't rocket science, but it's so true. When we fill our brains with truth, when we fill our minds with truth, when we change the way that we think, we change the way that we live. What happens in our brains comes out in our lives. It comes out through our words, through our actions. And when we start changing that, you're going to notice a difference. Your family will notice a difference. Your friends will notice a difference in you. And so what are some practical steps? Start a habit of getting into God's word every day. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be five minutes. And guys, we have never lived in a time when it's been so easy to get into God's word every day. We have Bibles everywhere. We have them on our phones. We have them on our tablets. We have them on our TVs. It's everywhere. You can listen to it. You can read it. There are plans. If you don't know how to do it, ask someone younger than you, and they will help you find that. We have the Bible Engagement Project. We provide it for you. All you have to do is put it on your app. And I know there, some people say, well, they're, they're kind of short. Yeah, they are. And it's for this exact purpose, to get you into a habit and then do other things with it. You can do reading plans. You can do reading plans with your friends. You can set them up so that you hold each other accountable to do that. You can do it with your spouse. You can do it with your kids at home. The Bible Engagement Project has individual devotions. It has youth devotions. It has family devotions. It's to encourage us to get together in that. So start a habit of getting into that. 
You can do it on your lunch break. The church provides Right Now Media for you. You can do Bible studies on Right Now Media for free to you. If you don't know how to get into it, catch me. I'll show you. You can listen to those. So we have all different kinds. And people tell me all the time, I don't have the time. You can make the time. We all have the same amount. We just have to make time for it. So you can take advantage of quiet time in the morning or in the evening before you go to bed. You can do it on your lunch break. All different places, right? So get into it. We need to identify the lies that become strongholds in our minds and take them captive. Last week, we talked about identifying lies that we believed. Some of you did. Some of you realized some things. So we need to take those captive and kick those thoughts out like we talked about earlier and replace them with something else. So this book I was reading, this guy did a, he had a Facebook group. And so he said, I want to try something. He said, I want you to recite this thing every morning before you go to work, and it's just truth, just things that are true. I want you to recite it every day for 30 days and just see what happens. And so all these people jumped into it and said, yeah, I'm going to do that every day. I said, I feel crazy doing it, but I'm going to do it. And they said every day it got a little bit easier. And there were just things that were just simple truths about themselves, and they did it. And you know what happened at the end of 30 days? They said their lives had changed. And it didn't mean that they were fabulously wealthy now or that the squirrels left their bird feeders alone or anything like that. But they said they realized that it was easier to think positive thoughts. It was easier to think true thoughts. Because what were they doing? They were replacing lies with truth. They did every morning before they went to work or went to school or started the day. And every night before they went to bed, they recited these things that were just true. Just short, took like a minute. But he said it was unbelievable the numbers that came out. People got more done at work. People's kids were happier because they weren't as grumpy. Their spouses were happy. And it was amazing. And he said, it's just a simple thing of replacing negative, untrue thoughts with truth. So identify those things and then create new paths in our minds. Craig Rochelle said this thing. He said, write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. (laughs) Write it, think it, confess it until you believe it. So when I was in college at Central Bible College, we had this quad. I think almost every school has that. Four patches of grass in the middle of campus. They had sidewalks that just made kind of a T through it. And they went from the dorms to the administrative building to the library. And so I was on grounds crew. And I stayed for the summer to work. Adrian's brother was actually there with me on the crew. And so we had this idea. These, they had these kind of rabbit trails through the grass. We said, we're going to make this grass look amazing. Before summer's over. So we, we plowed, we replanted, we put do not walk signs all over them, we fertilized. We spent an entire summer tending to this grass, and it looked amazing. It had never looked this good, because there had been an old building on there. We scraped rocks off. I mean, we worked our tails off all summer. When kids came on campus, it looked like a golf course. But you know what started happening? Kids are lazy, so they took the shortest path to the building. So they started walking trails across my grass. And in like two weeks, it had gone from looking like a golf course to looking like deer trails. I was so mad. And, you know, the guy said, you know what? You tried, but people aren't going to follow the sidewalk. They're going to follow what? The shortest path to their class. Typically because we were all running late. So there was a trail from the dining hall to the building, you know, just straight. And he said, people take the path of least resistance. They take the shortest, easiest path to get where they're going to go. It doesn't matter what your signs say. It doesn't matter anything. They're going to take short distance. Guys, our brains are the exact same way. Until we retrain our brains, they're going to go back to the default way of thinking that we've been thinking our entire lives. 
That's why it's so important to replace lies with truth. To replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts that are true. Now, I'm not saying replace them with positive thoughts that aren't true. Don't get up every morning and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm going to have a Ferrari today. I'm going to have a Ferrari today. Because it's probably not going to happen. But replace them with things of truth. You can look at yourself and say, you know what? God created me for a purpose. And he loves me. And he wants to use me. Those kind of things are true. So replace those negative thoughts with those things that are true. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. So if you're physically able and you're willing, would you stand with us? If you're at home watching, would you stand with us? We want to just take a couple minutes here (laughs) and allow God to speak to us. To allow God to show us things in our lives that aren't true. So, Father, I thank you this morning for the fact that we know that you love us. We know that you created us. We know that you died on the cross for our sins because you love us. And we know that you have a purpose for us. Lord, we also know that there's a lot of lies out there that want to trick our brains into thinking things that aren't true. Some things we've come up with on our own, some we've been told by our lives that that just simply aren't true. Lord, would you help us to identify those things that aren't true and replace those things with things that are true? Lord, would you help us to get rid of the negative things that that aren't true and replace them with your truth so we can change the way that we think, so we can change the way that we live?